Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, hanging out with you where sports truly meets that thing called life. Cafe Kubal, 3501 James Street, 324 West Water Street, 401 South Salina Street in Syracuse. And of course, you can find them on the corner of Route 11 and Taft Road at Sweetheart Corners in their drive through location and on 343 Fayette Street in Manlius, New York. With that being said, the first of our trio of guests to start off this first full week of February, say that 10 times fast, we have Beth Ann Shapiro-Ord here with us, the Binghamton Bearcats women's basketball head coach, a good friend, and somebody I always appreciate having on the show. Let's bring her in. Beth Ann, how are we doing this morning? Doing great, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, happy to be here with you. We're in February. It's, you know, I think to, to a basketball coach, obviously, every moment is crunch time. But you get to the nitty-gritty here where you really get to understand your team and who they are and what they're about. So at this point in the season, comparative to October, November, what do you know now that maybe you didn't have before? Well, the one thing is, you know, obviously you gotta have you gotta have continual growth. And um, October, November, you know, we were we were still molding, we were still trying to figure out, um, you know, our our way. I don't want to say our way, but like kind of like just like our identity. Um, I knew our team was close. You know, July was awesome, you know, having them in the summer and, and having those new freshmen, the four new freshmen, the two uh, transfers, you know, really blend in and, and have that team chemistry. But it has grown. And our team, you know, it is moving. You know, I tell them all the time, like just progress, is, you know, good progress is progress and, and 1% better, 2% better every day you get better. And, and I feel like we are. And um, late at the this part in the, the season, you know, February is, is huge. February, March is, is getting you ready for, um, you know, it's, it's tournament. You know, we're, we're figuring out where we're going to be um, with the conference. And they picked us, I thought, pretty low, but that's okay. I like that. Um, but we have been, been moving up, moving up, and and we're still in that middle mix. Um, but we've been really blending together really well, and not just it's not just one player. It's game in and game out. It could be two or three, and then like last game, it was it was really all five of, of the starters and the people that came in off the bench really helped out um, by picking them up and giving breaks and, and, and keeping us in that game and, and just battling through uh, against my my alma mater, UMBC. It was a great win at home. Um, but it was literally, like, literally five kids. Um, the only kid that didn't have, um, you know, we had four, four of the five uh, had double figures, and two of them had – one of them almost had a double double with uh, Claire Chiger back to back. She had she had eighteen rebounds and nine points, and uh, Danae Bowman twenty one points, doing all the other things, six assists. Uh, uh, Jaden Welts had twelve assists and ten points. Uh, beat my record, which I had to go back and look because it's been a long time. I told her too. I said, I said you beat my assist record, and uh, I had eleven. When I played at UMBC back in 1988, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and she just beat our Binghamton record um, the other night with 12 in Division One uh, in our Division One era. So that's exciting. Yeah, you know, and to see all of this uh, once again 
here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with Beth Ann Shapiro or joining us here, the Binghamton Bearcats women's basketball head coach this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And like you said, I mean, all of these great things that are coming to fruition and having a team, you know, and I love hearing that because, you know, some teams have superstars, some teams have one or two. But when you say, hey, listen, all of our starting five in this game three, in this game four, you know, this person came off the bench, did this. I love hearing that when you have those moments with a team, when you can really know that you can lean on. Because once you get into conference tournament time and a hopeful NCAA tournament time from there, you know that the teams that survive in advance are the teams that you don't really know who to cover when. And anybody can have that hot hand night can go out and do different things on the glass and whatnot. So I think it's great to see that your team has really developed throughout so you have this kind of danger zone of not having one person that somebody's going to key in on, which is a good thing. Absolutely. And, you know, um, one of the other kids, you know, like lately, like Danae Bowman, she's first-team all-league. Everyone's worried about today as they should be. And up until, you know, really the last few games, she's, she's scoring, but not like nearly what, what she can, but she does the other things when her teammates need her. Like if, if they're totally honed in on her, um, you know, she still is coming up with three steals. She's leading the league. I think in steals. She's coming up with three assists, no turnovers, you know, blocks. Um, and, and even, you know, like Ella Wanzer, everybody knows who she is. She's, 40 oh i just somebody just told me she's 14th in the nation three-point field goal for percentage and a few games ago a couple teams were just totally keeping her out of the, the the game and even against umbc she didn't have she went over four um from the three in the first half and i just you know i kind of get on her a little bit but she understood why i mean i just said just focus on your defense don't worry about anything else and she realized okay let me do something else and then, boom, it came, and she got 18 points. She had five threes, you know, in the second half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when you when you see, you know, like you said, when you see this this team develop and, and different things happen here for you at this point, I mean, you obviously love it. You, you love the sport. You love coaching. You love being, you know, back in the Binghamton area, and you and I have talked about all of that. But when, when you're in the thick of things and things get tough and adversity hits, what keeps you hungry within all of this? Like, what makes you fall in love with the game over and over again? Getting to be, you know, it's the bigger picture. It's, you know, okay, so you have a couple games that you lose. It's going back, figuring out how to help your team and how – you're going to continue to to grow like you still learn you know like from a loss or something and you can't put everything in wins and losses as much as i hate to lose like i absolutely hate to lose um you gotta look at big picture like relationships your kids seeing them grow seeing them do something awesome you know seeing seeing them do something great in a classroom or watching at a men's game um in January, we were able to be home for a men's game. Um, and all these little girls that were that are cheering for the guys come running over to our girls, getting autographs and seeing them with their T-shirts on with all my kids' autographs on it after. And, and at the next men's game, seeing that. And, um, and, and hearing, you know, seeing how well they're going to do. 
um, in other parts of their lives. You know, um, it's all about um, big picture, I think. Um, it's not, you know, yeah, it's a game, but it's, you learn, there's life lessons, there's there's so much more. Um, you know, this weekend, um, I was able to, we, we had our bye week, so gave the girls off Saturday, which doesn't happen often, and then um, culture, Sunday, I told them, I talked to the two seniors, and I said, guys, my two leaders who play a lot of minutes and their bodies are probably like ready for a break. I said, what would you guys like to do? Do you want off? Do you want to do something? Do you want full practice? What would you guys like? And to me, I would, I, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. But that culture thing, I don't, I, I'm so proud of them. They're like, coach, can we still, we need to do something. We don't need two days off. Let's like maybe get a shooting practice and uh, just, you know, give us some, some things to do. And I said, you want the coaches? They said, well, since you got one's recruiting, can, can we have like, so our video coordinator got to do it because uh, one of my assistants was out recruiting. So he got to take them and put them through a shooting workout for an hour. And then they lifted. And I thought, wow, that's for my leaders who play a lot of minutes and get a lot of bang, you know, get banged up a little bit. And that's what they did yesterday. I was on the road recruiting. It was great. I got to go to Rochester and see uh, a couple kids, come my five eight five kids, and I also got to hang out with my my nephew Parker Parker Shapiro, fourth grade team. Got to see him finally play, and he went a hundred percent from the free throw line. His team won two games back to back. Their first two wins. <laughs> well, and that's awesome. And and by the way. Can can Parker come and play for Syracuse at the free throw line? So uh, I tell you what, <laughs> hey, he's ready and he's got that confidence, man. He's got ice in his veins. And I will tell you, my brother Casey coached him, and he did bribe him. A parent told me, "Hey, you guys are going to get Dunkin' Donuts if you guys get a win." And they got two wins. I'm talking big wins, thirty to eight, and then thirty four to fourteen. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing when you tell a kid that they can get something at the end that's what i told people all the time when i had to run in high school i was like give me something at the end of the run that's that's how you get me to run i don't care what you have to do like uh, a box of sports cards uh, something like something something that i want right you know something disney related maybe something pluto I, it, give me a reason to run and i'll do it but uh i definitely appreciate that shout out to parker shapiro for going out there and killing it at the line and to your team for your back-to-back victories and uh, shout out to dad for knowing what to bribe them with, I guess. So a uh, very oh, happy. Yeah. Casey. Oh yeah. Yeah. He knows. And he's tough on those kids too, but I tell you what, he knows. Okay. Now I know I got to give them, I got to give them sprinkles or something. When we win sometimes on the road, that's what we get. Sometimes they get ice cream. They love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, it's, it's, and nobody's ever too old for it. I realize there's a reason why they put balloons on cars at dealerships, and there's a reason why, you know, they, I mean, there's never been a time, 37 years old, and if I'm driving around my mom and we're spending the day together and she goes, hey, you want an ice cream? I think I want a twist. <laughs> the, the, the three-year-old inside of me is like, heck yeah, I want an ice cream. So, Let's go. Yeah, yeah. There's never a bad time. Sprinkles are always a must. So, <laughs> definitely appreciate it. Here with Beth Ann Shapiro, or the head coach of the Binghamton Bearcats women's basketball team. They're 12 and 11 overall at the time that we're talking, 5 and 5 in conference. And with the games that you have left 
in the regular season, Bethann. You will be playing NJIT, Maine, Vermont, and UAlbany, which are all teams that are above you in the conference standings. So obviously we know every game is crucial, but knowing that you have the opportunity to take a shot at NJIT, which could move you up, and depending on what happens with UMBC, there's still an opportunity to have some wiggle room, and you're playing the top three teams in the conference standings before the end of the season. Just bring me into your thoughts on that. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, we have New Hampshire, who is playing much better. I mean, they were tough at their place. Um, they got a couple transfers in um, from overseas. They've been shorthanded all season, but they've been playing really well. So that's that's who I'm focused on right now is UNH. But with that being said, yes, we do have an opportunity again. Um, they're on the road, um, these games. And here, it w- they all three were very close. The, the um, Albany, uh, UN- or NJIT, and uh, the main games. I mean, it was three, four points, uh, all three, and we just came up short. But I also think our kids is they are. I think they're really they're really playing well right now, and they're playing together. And you know, I think we take one one game at a time. But I think we're in a, a, a spot where we're going to control. We have an opportunity to control our own destiny by just staying the course and getting better every game. You know. You know, and and you brought up the fact that your alma mater, where you were a starter from 86 to 89, you brought up the UMBC victory that you just had. I know that you are the Binghamton Bearcats head coach, and so getting that victory is important in the here and now, but there's nostalgia of playing for UMBC. Do you feel any of that before a game or after a game of saying like, hey, this is my alma mater, this is my school, and then knowing at the same time that you're the adversary now to UMBC and you have to, you know, obviously win this game and, and move forward. Do you feel a, a sense of any of that and appreciation for UMBC? I mean, how do you kind of look at it? Because I, I feel like an alma mater is always going to have that special connection to you. And then at the same time, as sweet as you are, Beth Ann, you're a cold face killer when you're out there playing, you know, coaching the game. So, what is the experience like in that case? Well, you know, of course, your your alma mater is your alma mater, so you always have you always have them in, in the back of your heart. But with them, you know, I was so like them the first time since I've been here it was the first loss to them at at UMBC, um, and it I, I was I was not happy, you know, like I was I was pretty pretty mad about it not in front of my kids or anything but in my you know to myself I was like dang it you know um and that's what made it sweeter here you know to get that win um I'm all about the here and now and I I'm not that you know I want to win um my the best part is when my teammates you know you just the memories though come up you know the the the, the bus rides, the things that my relationships with my teammates and I still, because of that game, that game was on the same night. One of my college teammates who they usually all come to that game, but, um, Angel Reese, my, my college teammate, you know, I know her daughter, uh, Angel at, at LSU and her sons at Maryland, uh, Julian, they had a game the same night against UMBC at Maryland. So that's where they all went. So I was like, you guys didn't show up for me. So that's why we <laughs> <won."> <laughs> But But I was just giving them grief. But I get it. Um, 
it is her son, so I understand. Uh, but it, it, it is, you know, it's, it's great to be back there when we pull up. I'm like, oh, you know, like, this is where we had a run. My coach made us do this, but, you know, and I'll tell stories. Um, and I talk about the kids to the kids now, like, hey, I don't remember the wins or losses. I remember the, the time with my teammates, the fight, the grit, the, the, the bus rides, the, the, the hanging out, you know, just doing the fun things. And, and those girls I'm still best friends with, and they're my teammates and my sisters. And that's what I try to explain to my girls here. Um, these are your lifelong friends now. And, uh, you know, so those are more things that come out, but ooh, I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I definitely feel that and feel that, you know, fight within you when you're out there and you, I mean, you love the game and I know we talked about it, you know, and having that, that passion for it, for Binghamton, you know, I, having the opportunity to be out there and, uh, and Beth, and I'm going to tell you this right now, and this is, you know, my word is my bond. I will be out there again before the end of the season. So, awesome. so being out in the arena, number one, if people haven't been out to Binghamton to see the Binghamton Bearcats play, I would tell you to get yourself out there, support upstate New York. Of course, you know, that's near and dear to my heart. The arena is beautiful, really awesome arena, really great facilities. I know I came there and everybody's like, you know, you got to check out the new baseball digs and everything too. But when you get to go in and you get to see your arena play on that court and, and be in that, you know, home for you, in Binghamton, there it, to me, it's like it, it's it's like the best kept secret that shouldn't be kept. Awesome place, awesome venue. Bring me into what it's like to go to work every morning at Binghamton University, knowing the facilities that you have, the experience that you have, and and, and in my opinion, and I've been all over the country. I really, honestly, appreciate the work that went forward to have the arena that you have because I've seen some arenas that have been highly touted and had really big events there. And I'm sitting here looking at Binghamton's arena going, well, if that event could be there, I could see the event here too. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was one of the biggest things of one of the reasons I, I came, I, when I came for my interview, I was, you know, I had never been on campus. I'd been to Binghamton, but never been on campus. And when I got here, um, I was shocked. Like, it, there are things in our arena that are BCS, like top schools have, and we have it. And for for our venue, um, you know, with the fan base here, it's incre- you know, it's great. Um, it's, it's a thing to do. It's like go to a men's and women's basketball game at Binghamton. And not just the men, it's women too. Um, we're still leading the league in attendance, and there's a reason. Um, but this facility, um, from the Jumbotron to our um, our training room, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. And the kids love it. Um, and it's, it really is a great place and we're trying to get there. I think we're going to host, uh, either a regional or, or a state tournament. I'm hoping, um, but we've put in for it and I think it'd be a great, great place for the New York state, uh, tournament just because of, of the location and, and how nice the facilities are, but it is, it is a, um, it really is a, a great place. Yeah. An awesome venue. People should go out and see the Binghamton Bearcats men's and women's basketball teams facing off against their opponents they have with many games to come up here. And you got a bunch of home games. you got one coming up this Wednesday that you mentioned, University of New Hampshire on February 8th 
Also a game against uh, U Albany that uh, that will be uh, on the road there in the AEC, but not too far away. And then you'll be home for University of Massachusetts Lowell and uh, University of Vermont. So a lot of great games coming up in the Binghamton Vestal area. Final note for for you, uh, Beth Ann, as you look at the America East and and you look at what's to come here and conference play in the conference tournament, where you currently sit at right now. Like you said, they they picked you to finish probably you know toward the bottom as you had mentioned and I've talked to other coaches in that situation they love it they love my alma mater was picked last in men's basketball years ago with Enrico Mastriani as their head coach and he put in the locker room and that was a year that they had a really really awesome year and got to the playoffs won a playoff game so for you to know where you were picked and where you were placed how much I mean obviously I know coaches, you know, media is going to pick whatever they pick, but how much do you use it as a motivator and how sweet is it when that motivation works? Well, you know, I always like the whole chip on the shoulder and, and I use it, we use it, but, um, we also try to stay in the moment too. And, and just one, one game at a time, one day at a time. But I did bring out some stuff in February because, Hey, now we, this this second round, everyone knows who everyone is. They're going to, we got to do something, you know, we got to be that much tougher. We got to bring that much more grit. We have to, you know, take it to another level and not just one player. It's got to be all of us and, and in practice and, and everything. So um, we try to just keep talking about the moment and what we're, what we're about to, you know, entail. Um, you know, day in and day out, and it starts like today in practice. You know, we'll we'll have we're going to go hard, and practice has been very competitive, and that's what you want as a head coach. You know, that's what you got to have. Yeah, you know, and, and you earlier on in the season, I know, you know, in, in non-conference play, uh, some coaches like to travel, test their team, and be in different places. Going down to Boca Raton, Florida, and playing FAU and Butler. Despite those being losses, what what did that do for your team? Number one, to in November be in a warm place, and at the same time to be able to get the experience against teams like FAU and Butler that you don't typically see. Well, it was great, yes, and I, I think you need a little vitamin D in your life. Uh, yeah. So we got some vitamin D, which was huge. <laughs> it was a quick trip, but we did get a little vitamin D. Um, but playing those teams and being really in those games um, and having a back-to-back, I thought was tremendous um, because it's just going to – it showed our girls, like, look, even though we didn't win those games, they didn't put their heads down. They said, okay, let's fight. Let's get better. Let's let's keep, you know, let's keep chugging along. And, and we know adjustments we had to make. And, and I thought they, they did a really good job of, of doing that. Um, of next game, next next day mentality, next play mentality. Um, so I thought that really helped us. Um, you know, when you went, you go somewhere and you go back to back losses when you could have maybe gotten one, but it's really close. You know, I think I think that they could go either way, and I think the girls really did a good job of of you know let's we got to get back to work and we got to get better. Yeah, and the team. Continues to move forward, uh, 500 in the conference and above 500 overall. Beth Ann, as always, I appreciate your time. I appreciate what you do for Binghamton and for Upstate New York and uh, for how you've always welcomed me in. So I look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, obviously with all the upcoming games, I wish you 
all of the best and and definitely uh, for the Bearcats moving forward here. But thank you to you and the student athletes and the hospitality when I was down there. Look forward to it again. And like I said, I, I appreciate you being one of the leaders in our community very much so. Oh, thank you, Dan, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And we got some words coming in here too. Got to let you know that talking about how great the facilities are from people in the community. So they are echoing and and seconding what we're saying here this morning as far as uh, D1 facilities. So a lot of love out there in the community for you, and I hope that it continues. Get yourself out to the games, folks, in Binghamton to see these Bearcats and support your local university. As always, Beth Ann, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you, Dan, and look forward to having you back here. All right, sounds good. Take care. All right. See you.